Welcome to Metal Stories and to our new story from Kenstein. So this story will take place in a random bar with Dr. Frankenstein, his monster, and an unnamed man sharing the roles. A creator, a creature, and a man. Sounds like a familiar story, and let's hope nobody will be expelled this time. As the dialogue progresses, it turns out that the doctor and the monster knew each other much earlier, much earlier than the unnamed man next to them. So please so kindly join me to find out more. So this story begins on a night full of darkness. The story, which starts with a man, a doctor, and a monster walking into a bar. Let's say in a ramshackle village inn, and in the Middle Ages. An ordinary man and a deformed thing, reminding of human shape, enter and they ordered a whiskey and no one gave a major reaction except the piano which paused for a second and it was hard to say if they were going on an adventure or returning from one the doctor joins them so you have decided to get out of your lab the strange looking man said to the doctor or did you think that the villagers were describing me, doctor. I heard a rumor that a man and a monster brought some joy to this modest little village, the doctor said while the monster interrupted instantly. And as always, I suppose, you didn't want to miss the whole entertainment. A bit disappointed though, the doctor replies, Monster, was clearly an exaggeration. This kind man here, the strange shaped man pointing out the man sitting beside him, told me that I could find somewhere to stay tonight while I was trying to find my way in the forest. The man just interrupted him, saying, You're very welcome, my good sir. But please forgive my rudeness. I could never catch your name. The monster takes a quick glance at the doctor and says, I was never given one. But having no name has made me own many names. But name, after all, was not the only thing I was never given. Was it, Victor? You were there the first time I opened my eyes. I, Dr. Frankenstein replied, first time you opened your eyes, I was there, witnessed the birth of a creature, a creature as arrogant as can be, and ready to do anything to prove that its arrogance is well-founded. Maybe a curse, the monster interrupted. 
came with birth and marked by his creator. The doctor continued, rather a promising story at first. So I thought, it wouldn't be a good idea to make another someone like you, who would be sharing the same beauty. It wouldn't be fair to discourage you from what you want to achieve. It wouldn't be fair to give you a distracting subject in your quest to find a unique meaning. And I didn't want to take your eagerness away to be completely different from the man sitting beside you. Do you see my dear friend? The monster turns to the man. Don't let him fool you with his sweet words just because he looks like you. The shape I was never bestowed. Looking at the doctor again. But I wonder, the monster continues, even though it is hard to be the monster, how does it feel to be the one creating monsters? For whom you always thought the whole world was waiting to see his genius and his creation and for whom he has been destined not to speak about it. A pitiful man who cannot tell anyone else what he has created. While the doctor patiently listens to the monster's story, he is startled for a moment and says, Was it the shape in which you were most concerned? You could quite simply ask me to fix you rather than asking a mate. Monster cannot avoid his blouse. And how would you create something other than the monster inside you? Doctor looks at the monster for a few seconds, both satisfied and irritated, and replies. I have to admit, you always indeed been the one who had a claim in this world and is ready to do whatever it takes to get that claim. However, maybe so dissatisfied when the others didn't pay too much attention to your noble fight. For someone who taught himself to be the most precious thing and too good to be ignored. The first time you opened your eyes, I was there and you were whispering. Mirror, mirror on the wall, tell me who is the fairest of them all. Monster turns again to the man sitting next to him, not getting too caught up in the illusion between the words of praise of his creator. You didn't ask me what I was doing in the woods at this time of the night, he says. My good friend, actually you asked me very little. Forgive my rudeness, my good sir, the man replied. I was in a hurry to catch up with my daughter's birthday. I promised not to leave her alone again. So I had to visit her first, and then I joined you here. As the monster craves to tell his story, he continues. I was a host in a cave for many long years, 
for it was almost impossible to get out once entered in. Among the rocks, in a not very busy part of the forest, along with some other companions. We had great days and nights, especially nights where we had very distinctive lights coming from the leaks in the walls of the cave. None of us would even dream or desire to go outside. It had been a very long time anyway, since we had even forgotten that there was such a thing called outside of the cave. It was the beautiful times when we took all life, reality and meaning from that cave and the shadows appearing on the wall. It was a fascinating world that only had been created for us, along with all those plays of magics and lies. The man interrupted, You're telling a strange story, my dear sir. The insiders are strange too. I'm not surprised that you found them exciting. The monster answered, but did not stop looking at the doctor for even one second. In one day, I found another way, leading me out, in which I only hoped to find better magics of light. And did you? The man asked the monster. This time, the monster directly turns and looks at the man and replies, No. What I found was another world where the insects in our cave were more valuable than us, unlike what has been taught and promised to us. Then what made you better, smarter than the ones who stayed inside? Dr. Victor Frankenstein asked. I found you, both, and the world, as it is created, where everything else is craving for us to die, where free will would only cause disasters, and I was destined to create disasters. Then I realized that I wasn't betrayed. I wasn't stabbed in the back, and it is not as if I was not expecting it from my creator. So, I made my own destiny, which was much more exciting and far better than my creator's own kind. The doctor, in the meantime, watches calmly and waits patiently for the monster to finish his words. And finally he starts. I met another man. It was well after your time. He wasn't a good man or evil. And he was a man doing not what he had been told, but doing what is necessary. A man who tries to do what is just, according to his own judgment. And one day, his judgment was tested, as his life was marked by a tragedy. He lost his own beloved daughter. Suicide. He spent his years on the roads, devastated 
and not speaking a single word to anyone. Later, on the way, he met another girl, same age as his own daughter, same innocence as his own daughter. As soon as they met, they claimed each other. The man began to cling to life again. He put this girl in the place of his dead daughter. One day, he finds out that his daughter was actually murdered. And soon, he finds out that the murderer was that girl. When he was ready to pull the trigger, the girl cries. Don't do it, father. He hesitates to pull the trigger for a second. The girl continues. I'm your child, whom you left behind and alone, and my mother was pregnant. I've been looking for you all my life. And finally, when I found you, you were the happiest man in the world. And the night I murdered your daughter, I was going to kill you as well, to complete my revenge. But then, before I finished what I started, I wanted to get to know you first. And with the help of time, I began to love you. And as you began to love me, I began to hate myself for making you the most miserable. So, where should his own judgment lead this man? What should he have decided? Killing his own daughter, his daughter's murderer. Or perhaps he should have forgiven her. Maybe he should have killed her and then killed himself to stop his suffering and all this irreversible mess. His real tragedy was not that his daughter was murdered, but finding her murderer. His decision was not a decision between good and evil, or simply choosing one. But what was his judgment going to tell him? He was not determined, and he was not claiming to have all the knowledge since the very beginning. He was not predictable at all. <laughs> Never seen this such a sophisticated creature before. Doctor turns his eyes directly to the beast, whispers one more time. And with perfect timing, just as the whiskies are running out, the monster drinks the last remaining whiskey at the bottom of the glass. Very well. I suppose, sisters, this time. Monster stands up, prepares himself for leaving, but turns to the man once again and last time and says, Nice to meet you, my dear friend. I suppose our paths will be crossed again, as I always play my part very meticulously.